Hey there, just wanted to stop by and let you know that this podcast was made for educational purposes only. All the statements, views, or information presented are based on opinions by the individuals involved and should not be considered as medical advice. Please consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Wellness Podcast, a healthy living podcast for busy people in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Carmen Castillo, licensed massage therapist, integrative nutrition health coach, writer, director, producer. And I'm Amalia May Valle. I'm an actress, writer, filmmaker, and I'm also a certified holistic health coach and yoga instructor. Our industry can be challenging, but we love it. Now it's just about finding the balance. Welcome back to Lights, Camera, Wellness Podcast. This is Carmen, and today Amalia will be joining us remotely, but we will be together soon. For today's episode, we have a question that came from one of our listeners. So please feel free to keep sending us questions on the Facebook group or to the email provided on the show notes. Do you ever get those days that you're standing all day on set, super long hours, or you've been at your day job, and then you get home and your body is just aching and your feet are hurting? So let's dive into how we can get our bodies back after all of that work. One of my favorite things to do after a long day is to take a hot bath with Epsom salts. And Epsom salts are an amazing source of magnesium. This is a wonderful way to get it topically, so through the skin. I do these baths for myself and I also do them for my little daughter. I'll put some Epsom salt in her bath and I'll add some lavender essential oil and it's just such a nice way to relax after a long day. It actually feels like a spa treatment, really. (laughs) That's amazing. Yes, Epsom salts are very, very helpful when it comes to your feet. Actually, One Woman Wellness offers the Happy Feet Soak, which is Epsom salt with eucalyptus and lavender. Those are great for the end of the day type of situations when you're, you just need to kind of rest your feet. And I mean, remember, we're, we're standing for a long time and the whole weight of our body is on our feet. We need to take care of our feet more than sometimes we do. <laughs> Oh, that sounds amazing. That's so cool. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yes, we will. And that leads me to another thing that I love to do that I think is so effective, and which is doing some yoga stretches. So as we know, there can be different types of yoga. For those of you who are already yoga practitioners, there's yoga that tends to be more invigorating, vinyasa yoga, with a lot of sun salutations. So I'm not necessarily talking about this type of yoga. More, there's restorative, and then there's also yoga stretching. There's a stretch that I love to do all the time. I use a yoga strap for it. It's a great, intense stretch for the hamstrings and for the hips. You do it reclining, which is amazing. So if you're tired after a long day, this is a great stretch for you. The The Sanskrit name is Supta Padangustasana. So I think that translates the English is reclining head to toe pose. 
Um, and it doesn't mean you actually have to bring your toe to your head. Uh, <laughs> that's just the translation. I actually have a video that I created on this. I created it actually during the pandemic when so many people were doing things at home. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. My daughter makes a little cameo in it, so it's kind of funny. Um, but it'll walk you through how to do this stretch. And it's just it's such an amazing, relaxing stretch. It, it just really deeply targets those aching muscles. Definitely stretching is very important. As a massage therapist, one of the muscles that really get a lot of work, whenever you're standing for long periods of time, one of the muscles that will be affected a lot is actually the piriformis muscle, which is kind of right in the middle of the buttocks area. That muscle actually contributes a lot to sciatica pain. If you have been familiar with those pains that run up from the side of your leg all the way into the middle of the gluteus, I know it's a very uncomfortable pain. It's a dull ache that is just it makes it hard to walk. It makes it hard for just to like be walking around and like, you know, when we're walking around or standing, we use our feet a lot and having those kind of pains can actually be very uncomfortable. There is something called piriformis syndrome. And I'm going to have a link that demonstrates seven stretches for that. Obviously, if you're practicing yoga and all of those things, stretching is very important. These stretches are just mostly targeting that muscle in particular, which seems to be the one that suffers a lot when it comes to just standing for long periods of time. And even when you're using the wrong kind of shoes, shoes that are not supported or shoes that have been old, that can also contribute to a lot of pain too. So it's important to kind of switch out your shoes whenever you feel like you're not being supported. Because as we're moving around and we're going about our lives with our shoes, you may find that Sometimes you're stepping wrong or you may find that your body kind of contorts in specific ways to kind of compensate whenever we're not stepping wrong. And that can be due to the lack of support from the shoe. It's important to kind of check in with yourself. So even doing a little checking, making sure that like it's not the shoe that's also causing a problem. Mm -hmm. I remember I would have like a pain behind my knee. I was like, what's going on? Like, I'm in my Amazon Prime years, and it turned out that it was the shoe. The shoe that was, like, overused because I would work out in it, I would work with it, and I would go around with it a lot more than I thought, to the point that the sole is not strong enough to support your feet. That's This is so true. <laughs> yeah, and we take that for granted because you're kind of like, oh, nobody remembers when was the time that you bought the shoe. So now I go by like, when are my feet hurting in a weird way? And that's when I know that I need to switch out my shoes. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually just recently experienced this myself because I'm pretty loyal with things I like. And that includes my <laughs> shoes. So I have a lot of different pairs of shoes, but then I have my go-to shoes that I prefer to wear every day. And living in Miami, I tend they tend to be sandals. And So I have my sandals that I love them. They're cute. They're comfortable. I can wear them everywhere. They go with everything. So I just wear them, wear them, wear them all the time. And then I was starting to feel like some pain in the ball of my foot. And I realized that the, the heel underneath the shoe was really starting to erode and starting to get a bit frayed. And I was like, okay, I guess I really need to get a new pair. So I got a new pair of the same exact shoes because I love these shoes so much. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it was like a night and day difference. As soon as I put on the new version of my favorite shoes, it just, it was so, such a pleasure to walk. Like, that sounds so silly, but I was like 
wow, this is amazing. <laughs> I feel so good walking in these shoes. I didn't feel like I was sinking into them. I felt supported. That was just such a nice, <laughs> a nice reminder the importance of updating your shoes so you may also have a favorite pair of shoes just a gentle reminder maybe it's time to get a new version of your favorite shoes yes and funny that you mentioned that that the balls of your feet were hurting that's because your body was compensating by putting more pressure on that side because we didn't yes. notice that it's very interesting how our body tries to adapt to everything even when it's kind of like uncomfortable or even in a way temporarily trying to fix the solution, even though it's creating a not so great solution at the end because now you're going to be hurting somewhere else. But it's so important to keep that in mind. Yes, we talk about this a lot in yoga as well. That's why in yoga, we're always trying to make sure that we're even on both sides uh, just to prevent any body compensation. So then another great way to take care of your body when you have aching muscles, you may or may not be able to do this at the end of the day, but when you're able to do it, I find saunas very, very helpful, both for the mind and body, really. So there's different types of saunas. There's traditional saunas, and then there's infrared saunas. So traditional saunas, we know the way that they work. You know, you sit in the sauna and the body heats up and you start to sweat. So any sauna is great because you're releasing toxins and relaxing the muscles. Infrared saunas are very interesting. It, it's a much lower heat. So it just slowly heats the body and instead of this kind of intense heat. And that might actually be more comfortable for some people because like my mom, for example, she hates a regular sauna. She doesn't like that intense heat. It, it, it kind of freaks her out a little bit. <laughs> so already an infrared sauna is great for her for that reason. But infrared saunas are interesting because they have a, a lot of additional benefits that you might not necessarily get from traditional saunas. So they use infrared waves, which are not harmful at all, and they heat the body up in a different way. So without that intense heat. So it's called infrared radiation, but it's not the radiation that we need to be worried about. It actually increases your collagen in the body. So it increases the skin elasticity. It can help with wound healing. It's even been found to be effective in helping to prevent and treat depression. So it, it's really interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll put a link to um, a very interesting article that I was reading about infrared saunas. And I personally love to use them. Sometimes they can be a little harder to find depending on the area that you're living in. Uh, you can do a Google search. There are infrared saunas that you can get for home use that are a little bit pricier, but if you find that you love an infrared sauna, it might be something worth looking into. Even if you're not able to find an infrared sauna, even just a traditional sauna is really good for you. It's great for relaxation, and we always want to find a way to release toxins. In our modern-day life, we just end up being exposed to so many toxins accidentally. So the best way to release toxins is through your sweat. Even just sitting in a traditional sauna can be an amazing form of relaxation and at the same time doing something very powerful for your health. 
Yes, that's very true. I The times that I have been in a sauna, which actually I've been only to the traditional ones. I haven't had a chance to try an infrared one. But the times that I've been in a sauna, I would feel so much lighter after being there. So definitely, I believe in all of the benefits from it. Ideally, breaking a sweat, which is also why exercise is important too, you're releasing all of those toxins. And speaking of exercise, if you're maintaining a regular exercise, the exercise actually strengthens our muscles. So they're more likely to be stronger and resist and have better stamina for those long days that we're like standing or when we have very hectic schedules. Just as like food, if, if we are picking foods that are more fuel and better for our bodies, that can help us maintain the stamina without having those little middle of the afternoon slumps or having to rely on energy drinks or other things like that. Really, food is the best medicine. I cannot say that enough to my clients, to my family. Yeah, and we know how it can make a difference in somebody's life. And that's why they always tell you, like, yeah, like food and exercise, and those are like the main things for your well-being and I don't think we can stress that enough it's just finding ways that can work for you and I'm hoping that you're able to find things that are actually good fuel and that you can have on set with you or wherever you're at sometimes even bring your own as you mentioned before bringing your own food that you know is good for you and it makes you feel better that makes a difference when it comes to long hours or working in places that are super active and you're kind of like running around. Absolutely. And we actually have a previous episode specifically on this subject on uh, how to eat healthy on the go. So if you look for our previous episode, we give a lot of great suggestions of things that are just really nourishing for your body, things that are easy to take on set with you. And I also have a free guide that goes into a bit of depth on this as well. We will have a link to that in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. And speaking of that, I have a free introduction to the no sat salad guides. And we're going to put that on the show notes too. And it's going back to that episode, which I have some simple recipes that are for dressings and like the benefits of the different types of vegetables and stuff, just so that you can understand the logic behind why it's so good to incorporate more salad. Sometimes Salads don't have to be sad. You know those commercials where people are just laughing with a salad? That's what we're aiming for. We don't want the sad salads. We want the happy salads. (laughs) No sad salads. No sad salads, people. (laughs) Speaking of not being sad, something that doesn't make me sad is getting a massage. And me as a massage therapist, it sounds like a lot. But I I mean, I also like to get (laughs) massages because... Of course. You, I'm sure, because I think you go to, to a massage therapist as well right Amalia I do I do I would love to go more often but I do try to schedule it at least once a month yeah anytime you can do something nice for yourself and I can't imagine something nicer for yourself than a massage (laughs) yes definitely so one of the massages or modalities in massage that can help when it comes to um standing and or walking around and or being on your feet for long periods of time is actually reflexology. It is a practice in which there are specific points on your feet that are related to organs in your body. I'm going to send um, a link so that you can see how when both feet are together, it's actually a map 
over your entire organs and your whole body. So whenever you're like massaging specific places, it's stimulating that particular organ or area or different part of your body by massaging the specific space. Self-massage definitely can help if you're not able to go to a massage therapist. You're able to massage your feet or trade with your spouse or your friend. You massage each I other's feet. <laughs> yes, it 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 just creates so much more blood flow and it's able to relieve any aches and any pain because like the reason why we're aching and it's just it feels uncomfortable is because there's not enough blood flow because we've been on it and putting so much stress on it that it hasn't been flowing as it regularly would. So that's why massages are really important, especially for the feet. I think we take our feet for granted, to be honest, a lot of the times. So true. We do. And I don't know if you've ever used these. I've heard a lot of great things about CBD oil and creams. I mean, I haven't been able to use them because... As you know, my survival job, I, I work as a flight attendant and I cannot, you know, we get regularly drug tested. So I cannot just use CBD, unfortunately, because our drug testing is so sensitive. So if you do have an employer that regularly drug tests, this might not be the thing for you. But I have heard amazing things about CBD oils and creams, especially if you have persistent chronic pain. I think that that can really help a lot with uh, lowering the inflammation. Have you tried these, Carmen? CBDs, yes, they're amazing. You just have to make sure that you're finding a good brand, someone that you trust. As far as the um, showing up on the drug test, obviously it depends on the on the test. Any product that has CBD, you want it to make sure that it doesn't have any THC because that's what most of the drug tests are looking for. It's that component that makes it like be considered not fully CBD. CBD is just the the component that increases the relaxation or like the for the sore muscles. That's the part that like will help with the pain. So definitely try to find a place or like a brand that has a very low THC. My acupuncturist actually sells CBD. That's where I would get it from because I trust it. I haven't really needed to take any drug tests. So I might just take one just to find out if it will show up there. But to my knowledge, it's usually been very, if it's pure CBD, it shouldn't show up in any test. But obviously it depends on the kind of test. I'm sure that for your job, it's a little bit more strict or yeah, depending on where you're working to one drawback is that our drug tests are very because it's technically a government position we have quite a sensitive drug test right <laughs> there's a lot of things i have to stay away from <laughs> you actually brought up another point that i find really helpful which is acupuncture so i love my acupuncturist i rarely rarely go to a conventional doctor anymore. As a health coach, I'm for everyday things, I'm often able to help myself. <laughs> and for everything else, I go to my acupuncturist. I have I'm fortunate that my health insurance does cover acupuncture and I have an acupuncturist that I love that really understands my needs. And acupuncture is amazingly effective. My father-in-law was actually just dealing with about a sciatica and with just two visits to the acupuncturist it, it was really helpful in bringing down the inflammation so that can be a great 
modality to take a look at if you're having some very specific aches and pains that you need a little bit of help with. I love acupuncture too. Um, the school that I went to actually was also a traditional Chinese medicine school. So they would teach us a little bit about it, which is honestly so interesting how they look at the body, they look at the whole person. So I completely believe that you can get much more done from an acupuncturist sometimes than certain doctors. Not all of them, obviously, but definitely an acupuncturist that you can trust is a good ally for your own health. It does wonders. Like the sciatica, like you said, that one, I've seen it done because I used to work for an acupuncturist and it just looks so painful to have the needles right in there. But the people were like, oh yeah, it feels great. Like the pain is gone. And funny enough, you would get freaked out by thinking, oh my God, like so many needles. The needles are so thin that you don't even notice it. Yeah, they don't bother me at all. They really. don't. They... Once in a while, there's a point that pinches a tiny bit more, but it's not like actual pain. It's not like getting a shot. Right. Usually the ones that kind of like bleed out more or hurt more, those were the points that you needed to get the blood flowing because that's what it does. It creates, it pokes those little holes so that your chi is able to flow much more freely, which is what they would consider good bill of health. Basically, you're the healthiest when your chi is flowing naturally and you don't have any obstruction or anything like that. So pain or diseases can come from the obstruction of it. Aside from other issues like being, oh, I I think I'm just going to write a a blog post about it because I love traditional Chinese medicine so much. If you are looking into something that is a good read, there is a book that's called the... There's a book that's called The Web That Has No Weaver. And it's actually a very interesting book that can, it talks a lot about the traditional Chinese medicine and some of the the theories and all of the components that like bring it together. It's a very interesting read. They even talk about um like the seasons, what you can do with the seasons, like what kind of points they should be touching so that you're able to have better health because there are certain things that happen in the seasons that our body will react to and the acupuncturist will know and be able to touch on those points to just kind of bring your health back to its fullest and making sure that your body is responding appropriately. So I find acupuncture absolutely amazing. Oh, wow. That sounds like a great read. We'll we'll put a link to that as well. Yes, for sure. Definitely give it a read. It's so good. And one other important thing that I think we don't do enough is just taking a breath. I don't know. (laughs) You guys tell me, when was the last time that you actually noticed your breathing? And you were like, let me just take a a pause and kind of like breathe. Because breathing is not only that it calms you down and it brings you into mindfulness. It also helps to bring more oxygen into your body, into your brain. It makes your brain work much more efficiently when it's properly oxygenated. So th- I don't think that we breathe enough, like more freely, being able to breathe from the diaphragm, being able to just take that deep breath and let your body feel everything. Breath is very underrated. <laughs> <laughs> and within yoga, there are some amazing breathing exercises. There's a lot of different techniques. 
My favorite one is called Nadi Shodana. It's alternate nostril breathing. It's amazing. It's a little hard to describe, but it's literally just alternating the placement of your fingers on your nose and taking turns breathing through different sides of your nose. It's very, very calming for the nervous system. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a video on how to do this because I think it really does help to see the visual and then you can do it along with the video. But yes, breath really is so important. If nothing else, after a long day when you're exhausted, Just take a moment to lie down, put your hand on your heart, put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and just take nice, long, deep breaths in through your nose and exhaling out through the mouth and try to lengthen your exhale so that it's longer than your inhale. And this sends a signal to your body to relax, that you're safe. So with that, we'd like to thank you for joining us today. We hope that you will continue to take good care of yourself and just take the time you need to rest and relax your body. Lights Camera Wellness will be taking a break, but don't worry, we'll be coming back with more. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Lights Camera Wellness. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Check out the show notes for more ways to interact with us and join the conversation. And remember, good healthcare starts with self-care. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you about a free guide that I created especially for busy people in our industry. People just like you. The On The Go Healthy Jumpstart Guide is a free guide full of my favorite tips for staying healthy with a busy, irregular schedule. (laughs) I've included tips on quick healthy meals and snacks, quick exercise tips, vitamin recommendations, and stress management practices that are easy and accessible. All you have to do is go to www.yogabayamalia.com slash free guide. There's a direct link to it in the show notes. So grab your free guide and start feeling better today.